Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pulling on a sports maniac Monday. Who played out of their mind and who'd have to be out of their mind? Let's get it, baby. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome into Brulion Sports Podcast, episode number 110 on this February 27th. Getting through the month, getting through another month of this 2023. Uh, I'm, I'm here with an absolute maniac myself, uh, J.D. Kingsley. What's going on? Hey, what's going on, dude? Maniac Monday. This was something that you thought about doing last night. We were brainstorming. You're like, bro, let's do a segment called Maniac Monday. So let's, let's just do a whole show about Maniac Monday, man. <laughs> I'm feeling a little crazy today. People are going off. There's a lot of different wild things going on in the sports world. We never talk about this, but talking about a maniac, we'll start it off with Jake Paul playing against, uh, playing against. That's how little we talk about boxing. I think they're <laughs> playing against each other. You know, putting the putting the gloves on, throwing hands with Mister Mister Tommy Fury, bro. The rig must have gone off. Who who paid who paid Paul to lose? What do you think? Yeah, he must have got an absolute payday for this one because I never saw Jake Paul like losing in his entire. I don't want to disrespect him. I mean, he can box. Uh, can he box like you know Mayweather or any of these guys? Like we don't talk boxing, man. So I, I the list. I mean, I know Ali and Frazier and those type of guys, but, you know, he did the whole TikTok thing, the whole Vine thing, Disney Channel. He's done YouTube, everything. He beamed it. <laughs> beamed it. Yeah, that, was, that was great. I love to see it. He said, just beamed like, it. Beamed it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely priceless. Guy's a character, man. He's, uh, a, he's, a, he's a jackass. He's a maniac. Uh, but he was fighting another maniac, uh, Tommy Fury. That guy probably has eaten people's faces off in the past. I would not be shocked uh, if that came out because he's just a very uh, aggressive human being. So silence of the lambs three. Is that what we're saying? (laughs) Eating people's faces off. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, Came down to a decision. Obviously wasn't like a knockout by any means. I mean, you know, based on the judge's decision ended landed more shots, but yeah, his first loss. I don't know. I'm glad I didn't bet on this because I would have put money down on on Jake just because all he's done is win so far, but he he said he wants a rematch already. All respect to Tommy, but don't judge me by my wins. Judge me, judge me by my losses. We deserve the rematch. I don't know that I agree with the scorecards, but it's a humbling experience. I'll take it on the chin, and we'll we can run it back. So I hope they do run it back. Tommy Fury's a is an absolute machine. He's a maniac. Like I said, you know we're gonna say that word probably a hundred times. This EP. Um, but yeah, what what do you think, man? Like, 
Do you think Jake Paul gets the best of Tommy next time? Bro, I don't know. The sporting world, especially with sports betting, is just so bizarre. I'll be honest, man. I know more about Jake Paul from his impulsive uh, podcast <laughs> than I do do know about him as a boxer. I mean, the guy is he's interesting to listen to. He's he's been on a wild ride in his life. Uh, he he wins at most of what he does. He puts in that hard work, and I respect that for sure. But you just never know with the with the with the sports world, sports betting. I have no idea. Honestly, I think it'll be another another interesting match if they do do uh, run it back. I hope somebody gets knocked out because boxing is boring if nobody gets knocked out. So, honestly, that's my opinion on it. Um, but moving on to another maniac, Dame Lillard dropping seventy one points against the Houston Rockets. Thirteen trays, three balls thrown up, forty one first half points, seventy one overall. Bro, you talk about one of the most underrated players in the NBA, bro. Tell me it ain't Lillard. He's five 60-plus point games in his career now. Brian has six as the number two spot. And then Wilt Chamberlain all the way up there with 61 60-plus point games, which is just absolutely beyond maniac level to think about. But tell me about Dame Lillard a little bit. I know you've sung his praises before. What do you think about this maniac? I'll give you I'll give you this. He played the Rockets, so I, I could care less. I don't even think he uh he played that well, I'll be honest with you. Okay. All right. Now you're the maniac. Okay. <laughs> Guys, I'm no. just let you know I'll be running the next couple shows. Aaron might be out of town for a little bit. He needs a vacation, he needs to get some air, uh, really think about his life a little bit and, and get his head on straight. So no, I'm just, <laughs> just messing. No, I mean I'm not I'm not trying to take that away from him. I mean, seventy one points. You 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 got the hot hand. I mean, he probably took both his hands out of a, an oven right before this game started because those, those sons of bitches were, were cooking. So, uh, yeah, man, he he went off, did his thing. Yeah, great player on a subpar organization, uh, which which sucks, obviously. But you could make the case like he's one of one just because he, he puts that team on his back night in, night out. Guy hardly misses games. He He's just – he's a special player. He's a – the first ballot Hall of Famer in my book, and he's special. Um, like I said, though, it just sucks that he couldn't have, have played for a team that, you know, surrounded him with better pieces. I know they had McCollum and, and things like that earlier in his career, but he's never really had a, a golden opportunity to, to make a title to make a title run. Excuse me. Yeah, true, true. The guy's making one hundred seventy five million dollars on a four year contract, so I really don't feel bad for him. I respect <laughs> that he's staying with Portland, but he he's a maniac. Uh, that's for sure. Let's move on to to a less positive maniac, Russell Westbrook, coughing up the ball seven times in his debut with the Los Angeles Clippers. They end up losing that game 176 to 175, 175, second highest scoring game in NBA history, lost it to the Kings. What do you think about that guy, man? I mean, he's he's paired back up with, with Paul George, but this isn't OKC. This these are not the glory days for Westbrook. Will the man get a chip? I'll say he doesn't. Uh, my main man, Carmelo Anthony, never got a chip, and I think he was a lot more consistent and, and oh. a better better player than than Russ has been. It's a shame. The guy definitely gives it his all. He plays the game at 110% maniac level, uh, but he he's just – I don't know. He's not efficient. I mean, he has butterfingers. That guy must love popcorn because he the ball is all over the place when he's dribbling it. <laughs> it's funny you say that. You know, we were just talking about popcorn episode what, two, three episodes ago. Go check that out. NBA and NFL popcorn on the Brutally Honest Sports Podcast. That was a fun one, but I think it's a good way to put it. Um, 
guy has got his butter on his fingers. Can't play a lick of defense. His three <laughs> ball is just atrocious. So I, yeah, I don't see the Clippers. I don't see the Clippers winning the championship. Man, the West is just so much weaker than the East. You know, you got the beast from the East, Sixers, uh, Tatum and Brown up there in Boston. Obviously, you got the Greek freak in in Milwaukee. What do you think? The, does the the adding of the absolutely maniac scoring of Kevin Durant give the Phoenix Suns the edge? Chris Paul, man, he he's a guy I want to see get a ring for sure. I really like Chris Paul, pure point guard, dishing the ball out. Do you think the the average uh, the adding of of Durant's gonna send them over the top? It depends if he if if KD reads all these maniacs on Twitter talking trash to him constantly. But, <laughs> no, no, I I think the Suns... media maniacs, media maniacs. <laughs> they don't they don't mean as much, man. When it comes down to it, when he puts the ball on the court, what does he got? Enough for no, Phoenix. No, I, I know, I know. He just he's a he gets rattled pretty easily by the fans and things like that um, on on the social media. So I had to poke some fun there, but no, he he's a obviously legendary player himself. Um, nearly impossible to guard when he's when he's doing his thing. It, it's, I don't know, man. I just think that that curse of Chris Paul is real. I just think every time Chris Paul, you know, I'll shout out Dave from fourteen twenty. His thing is licks the jar. I mean, every time that Chris <laughs> Paul licks the jar, the jar is empty, man. Like there's no peanut butter in that thing. So I I don't know. It's just for whatever reason. <laughs> For so Westbrook, reason, got, Westbrook got Butterfingers and Chris Paul can't get the peanut butter. <laughs> this is an interesting start. <laughs> Chris Paul, maybe uh, maybe he's better at closing the deal to get his State Farm sponsorship than he is closing oh. out the NBA Finals. But uh, that's a, that's just the way I feel, man. I mean, they definitely have the the rocket power to do so with, with KD. I mean, Booker is one of the best players in the game, in my opinion, as well. And then, and then Chris Paul. And then you got Aiton. Like, it, it's a lot to deal with, but... Will they be able to to beat a team? I mean, the Celtics are on a on a hell of a run this year. You can make a case for even the Sixers making a run, and, and like you said, the Bucks. I think they've won. Games. Yeah, yeah, 14 four, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of good teams. You can't discount um, some of the teams in the West, like the the Denver Chicken Nuggets. I mean, they're they're <laughs> <laughs> they're no slouches. You're such a joker making that making that a pun about the Chicken Nuggets. Ah, <laughs> uh, joker, yeah. Like Jokic, Jokic, bro, the Joker, man. <laughs> where's Where's Batman? Wrong sport, man. He's in Philly playing for the Eagles, but uh, <laughs> it's going off the walls here, man. Maniac Monday. What is it? What is it? No, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the Sixers, uh, Boston, Milwaukee. You said it pretty well there. Throwing Memphis there in the West, like Suns have a lot to to kind of compete. Not to say they couldn't do it, but will they do it? I I don't know. People are, are making them the favorite ever since KD went there. I don't know if I'd make them the favorite. That's a little bit of a stretch, in my opinion. Absolutely, especially because KD's not even on the court right now. I mean, how long is it going to take him to integrate himself into the Suns organization playing, you know, with those guys? I'm not sure how much longer he's out, but, I mean, there's not a ton of games left before the playoffs even start, honestly. It might be one of those things where KD comes back next year, and and that's the, that's the beginning of uh, potential – you know, mini dynasty there in Phoenix, you know, Katie's getting older, Chris Paul's on his way out, but I, I agree with you. I, I would be hard pressed. It would be hard pressed to find someone who could convince me to put money down on, on the Phoenix suns to win the championship, unless they were going to give me a full refund. If they didn't, then, Hey man, I'll, <laughs> I'll bet on anybody. If that's the case, why not, you know, throw, <laughs> throw the odds up for me there, but look out, man. The, the, uh, 
good old San Antonio Spurs might make a, a run at, at this. They've lost now 16 in a row. Um, no idea. I know Popovich has won all those chips, but he's got to be getting tired out there and in, in, in the Alamo Bowl or whatever, however they call that area. It's all about Victor when by when by Yambo when when beyond Victor W bro so the the uh French kid absolutely insane I mean he's still growing I saw something that he was he's grown like two inches in the last year or something like that just absurd that's what that's what it is it's just a a sweepstake for him I know like Chet Holgram's also going to be in this draft just a really strong draft you know one of those guys building around a franchise player uh, San Antonio and Houston they're both they're both aiming for the worst record in the NBA. But yeah, who knows? Who knows? They don't get Wimbayama. Wimbay. Wimbay. I can't even say his name. So much of a maniac. His name is too hard to to pronounce. Um, but a lot of respect for him as as a, a player. Do you see the Celtics? I'm sorry, not the Celtics. Do you see the Spurs or or Houston for that matter? Do you see them turning it around if they end up landing the generational talent? Do you see next year coming in as like a bubble team, or do you think that they're going to need a lot more than one guy? <laughs> I think. More so than any sport. I mean, look at these teams are just they are so bad, man. I mean, the Spurs are five and twenty-six on the road. The Rockets are five and twenty-seven on the road. Um, both just atrocious. I, I think it's gonna take a lot more than than the guy that I I'm not even gonna try to pronounce his name, but <laughs> uh yeah, man, it, it's a superstar driven league. I mean, we just got over saying how the Suns might not have enough and they have arguably you know two of the best players in the nba and and booker and and obviously kd it's like the spurs the rockets they are they're far away from from competing i think even for a a playoff spot at this point they are just they are just not good i mean spurs losing 16 in a row i mean i can't even imagine what going to practice with popovich is like when you lose two in a row but He's probably just pulling the, the hair out that he has the, the amount of hair out that he has left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm looking through the roster of, of the Spurs and I, I don't recognize like more than one <laughs> or two of these names, dude. And, and I play 2K, NBA 2K. So that just that just says something. I mean, at least when I go to Houston's uh, Houston's roster, I can, you know, I pick out a few names that I've heard of, you know, Kevin Porter Jr., who's been off and on injured. But um, yeah, no, I would agree with you. And, and just for the sake of uh, pronunciation, I, I did bring up. Let's see how Google says Victor's name. Victor Wimbanyama. There it is, folks. <laughs> Google one more time. Victor Wimbanyama. Yes, sir. So we will see where where Victor W ends up next year in the draft. Uh, obviously, a special special talent. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Google Google's gonna make me sound like less of a maniac because at least they can pronounce it, but. Dude, talking about maniacs in the league, I just want to bring up this NBA load management. You tell me what you think, and and then I'm going to go off on a tangent about what I think. Oh, I, th- I think these guys are are softer than than Sharman, uh, like Kobe said at the one practice. <laughs> uh, think about it this way, man. You know they're they're right there with the NHL and the amount of games they play. NHL players don't have load management, um, in my opinion. The NHL, you're taking much more of a punishment. There's much higher of a risk to be injured. I mean, somebody might even fight you in the game. Those guys aren't taking load management. I don't want to hear about these NBA players taking a load management. And and I right back to to the guy we were talking a little bit about just just recently is you know Popovich. I think Popovich was the one that started this with Kawhi Leonard years ago, and then obviously the the big three there with Duncan, uh, Parker, and Ginobili having those guys sit out, and then. It just became more and more popular. I mean, 
guys won't won't play back to backs anymore. My thing is, and and we're not going to be the first podcast to speak on this and, and and talk about it in this light, but think about all the the families that save up to go to these games. Yeah. Let's say you know, let's say you're you're close to Philly, but you want to see Steph Curry come in and play with the Warriors, and and they're like, ah, we're gonna we're having a load management night for him. You know, he can kick back. You know, wear his nice uh, Gucci or Louis, or whatever he, he puts on there, and and he he doesn't see the court. Like that's a damn shame. The, these families want to see. I mean, anybody that shows up to an NBA game wants to see those marquee players. Like you're not gonna go see the Yankees play on the road, and then they're like, ah, Aaron Judge is is having load management, and you're not gonna be happy about that. Like that's a normal reaction to have. I think fans pay the price more than anybody. I understand they want to save these guys for the postseason, but I mean, you look when Jordan played, man, he played 78, 79, 80. I mean, he was every year that guy was in there and he was playing hard minutes. Like, and that's when they didn't call fouls. That's when people are absolutely giving their bodies up in, in basketball. And it's just, these guys are soft, softer than, than chicken shit, man. I, I got to say it. <laughs> Charmin to chicken it, it, shit. Clean up that chicken shit, shit with the Charmin, man. Give them that Charmin <laughs> booty smile, you know? Shout out to Charmin. If they want to sponsor us, we'll make sure we sell plenty of toilet paper to all NBA players who come on the show. <laughs> what do you What do you think, man? Like, I, I don't see it ever going back to how it used to be either. I, I don't – like, these players run the league. They, they, they run it. That's it. It's tough because I understand wanting to stay healthy. I understand – you know, the longer a guy stays healthy, the more years he'll be in the NBA, the more excitement, the more money that they'll bring in. But yeah, I mean, what if you can afford one basketball game a year or one every five years? I mean, growing up, I never got to go to an NBA game because we couldn't afford it. But, you know, imagine we were talking about seeing a Sixers game. If I would have gone to, the, you know, to Philly and, and Iverson won't play because, you know, and I can't imagine Iverson not playing. I think he would have probably fought to get on the court. But, you know, Iverson, oh, you know, he's just going to take a day off because he, cause he's tired. Well, do I wake up Tuesday morning and go, hey, boss, uh, load management. I'm not coming in. I'm tired. Um, I think my ankle hurts a little bit. Might might have bumped my butt on, on the counter this weekend. You know, like, no, it just it just doesn't work. So <laughs> Aaron's over here dying again. Bro, you can feel free to laugh into the microphone. That way people know, <laughs> Dude, people that, know one, that I'm not, not just speaking to myself. But that no, I think almost falling out the chair. I almost fell out of the chair. I definitely would have to do some load management then. I, I'm, I'm calling it for the for the day. <laughs> there you go. There you go. But no, I, I think it's a lot of it's bullshit, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I feel for the players. I want them to stay healthy. But when it comes down to it, the fans are the ones that sign these guys' paychecks, ultimately. You know, without fans, they would not have any money to be made. So the and the NBA owners need to remember that. And I think they maybe if they do some sort of schedule, you know, where they're like, all right, these guys aren't going to play this week. These guys aren't going to play that week, whatever, whatever. But I mean, they've talked about shortening the game, uh, the seasons to 72 games. That's something that's been thrown around. And the players are like, oh, pay cuts. No way. Well, y'all y'all are practically playing less games anyway. You should have a pay cut if you're not going to go to work. I'm this- sorry. That's just how it is. This thing with man, th- these these guys are so greedy. It's un like the amount of money they're making per game is asinine in my opinion. Like I know that the owners are making a ton more of the stadiums, you know everybody else involved and and things like that. But like to 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 even put that out there, like oh we don't want to take any, you know we don't want to lose a fraction of our insane wealth. Like dude, give me a break, man. Like you guys are making a ridiculous amount of money, and I'm sorry to dribble a basketball. At the end of the day. 
like I know it's the hardest or it's the highest level at, you know it's the most difficult to play in the NBA than any other basketball league there is out there but dude you know miss me with the bullshit like don't don't say oh we're scared about that this that and the third like for in my opinion dude I think what they should do is even if you're going to do the load management okay play Steph Curry 15 minutes then like don't have him sit out an entire game where the fans don't even get to see him dribble a freaking basketball. These guys, I'm sorry, these guys aren't, uh, they're not rugby players, man. Like this is not the most grueling sport that there is. I understand there's a lot of injury and it's, it's a bunch of tall guys jumping and landing awkwardly and everything else. But, but dude, just... or in the case of, in the case of Anthony Davis, having someone breathe on him wrong, then his ankle <laughs> goes out. <laughs> Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BELLYUPSPORTS at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. But I just want to say, like, speaking of Anthony Davis, man, got to give props, bro. The Lakers coming back over another maniac, and this man's a maniac for way more reasons. He got sick handles, makes him a maniac. But Kyrie, he's just out of his mind in so many different ways. We've talked about that. The Lakers coming, they were down by 27 points. NBA teams were 138-0 and this season when leading by that or more points. The Lakers brought it all the way back to win 111-108. Kyrie led the team in rebounds with 11. That's a problem. When your point guard has more rebounds than any of your big men, that's an issue. What do you think about that, bro? I mean, LBJ turning the clock back, bro, coming coming through clutch, clutch for the Lakers, bringing them back. I mean, they're going for a playoff spot, you know, that play-in, and the Mavericks needed that game. What do you think about that That maniacal, mani- maniacal situation? Maniacal. <laughs> maniacal in Maverick Town, buddy. What do you think? I, 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 think, I think JD's hyped up on the – on some some illegal, so I don't know what he's got going on. Nah, bro, co- coffee is legal. <laughs> Coffee's a, caffeine is one of the most addicting uh, things in the world. That's and a drug, it is, it is legal, bro. It's the most most crazy legal drug. That yeah, nicotine. He, he's, he's on two drugs right now. I'm on zero. So uh, hey, hey, think- hey, 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 calm, calm down, calm down. I'm going to get canceled down the road when we blow up. I'm out on drugs. I'm on nicotine legal. Sub- and- I am on legal substances approved by the FDA, which is caffeine. <laughs> And nicotine. You feel me? <laughs> no, <laughs> anyway. Uh, I mean, no, the reason I say that is, I mean, Le- Le- LeBron, he had played 37 minutes. You know, 37 minutes of probably no defense. I didn't watch the game, but. Uh, <laughs> Come on, bro. The Mavs only scored 108 <laughs> points. The defense was there. Uh, No, but I mean, he only put up, he only put up 26, 8, and 3, man. I mean, turn the clock back. I mean, he he's playing like a 40-year-old if I ever seen one. I'll put it to you that way, but. Uh, no. the LeBron hate the LeBron hate <laughs> is strong with you, young one. Hey, the defense was there. I'll give you that. Like to to limit a team to 108 points is like unheard of nowadays in, in nowadays basketball. So I can't believe they have Schroeder still. But regardless, um, yeah, Anthony Davis. Nobody breathed on him wrong this game. Uh, yeah, 15 boards, 30 points. He must have been in a human cast or something, so he didn't get <laughs> absolutely you know. Uh, the guys are walking emergency room, but we, we already know that. So yeah, 30, 15 and four, pretty good stuff. Like you said, who, who's getting boards for the freaking, for the Mavericks, man? Like what, what the hell is going on? You got Luca, you got Kyrie, um, 
It's White Pal. Don't really know him, but you're a center and you got six boards, bro. What are we paying you for, bro? I mean, <laughs> right. six point well, six boards. They don't have any money to pay him after d- dumping out that contract to, to Luca and now with Kyrie Irving just trying to get that rental on. They're saving money for trying to sign him in the offseason. And I don't know, man. That that's wild. I, when I saw that, I couldn't believe it. You know, eleven boards, which is relatively low for a team leading uh rebound uh rebound chaser anyway in a game. But to see it was Kyrie, I just made me laugh. You know, on the flip side, Jared Vanderbilt, who I think was one of the best trade deadline acquisitions, honestly could be one of the most underrated. I think he's he's playing clutch. He's going to play clutch as the Lakers move forward. He has 17 rebounds. And being a power forward, he's he's doing his job as he should, 6-8. I don't know. What do you think? As these Lakers get moving, do you, do you think they're going to be able to put something together? I mean, obviously, we've got Westbrook with, with the Clippers now trying to prove something that he can still play out of his mind like a maniac. Do you think the Lakers put something together to make a little bit of run in the West? Because, you know, we just talked about it. I mean, you got the Joker there in Denver. And, you know, they're a great team. Obviously, you can't – doesn't matter what record Golden State has. If they make it in the playoffs, they're, they're always going to be a team you got to watch out for. But can the Lakers make a bit of a run here to convince LeBron to definitely come back next year to to kind of turn the tables a little bit in L.A.? Because they, they – by able to being able to get rid of Westbrook with only giving up, like, one pick, that was pretty clutch, man. Like, they, they didn't have to give the bag away. So they're looking pretty good in that that case or in that situation. What do you think? Yeah, I don't know if they have enough to like make a run. I mean, I think they could they could sneak in the playoffs here. They could definitely sneak in the uh, the play in. Uh, that's like a given. But I think, you know, maybe they they edge out the Jazz. The Jazz are the eighth seed. They're sitting right there at thirty one and thirty one. Uh, Lakers just a game and a half back of of them. So yeah, they they have some time. Um, I think they they sneak in the playoffs most likely. Hopefully they don't, but uh, yeah, just because I I just can't do it with LeBron. Yeah, hopefully they make it competitive, and I I think they do end up making it. And you know, gut feel they they do enough to make the playoffs. Yeah, no, I'd agree they make the playoffs. I think there needs to be more time to to see whether or not they can they can really gel together as a team. And when it comes down to it. AD can AD stay healthy as long as AD is healthy the Lakers are always going to be a, a legitimate threat on the court in my opinion because he is one of the best players in the game I mean I think he he made like the NBA's top 100 players of, of all time at such a young age the guy's a lethal force so he just commands so much attention on the defensive side of the ball which opens things up and now the Lakers got a bit of three-point shooting you know with Russ it was they could they could let him stand out there and make a sandwich um and then eat the sandwich and then he'd still throw up three or four bricks in a row. So now that they got a little bit of, you know, outside shooting, Westbrook. Um, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Just want to switch gears real quick on you, bro. The XFL. We haven't mentioned that in the show. And for good reason, what was that quote you were telling me about from that coach? Oh, I think this was just on Sunday. Uh, you know, they, they catch the, the, the coach of the Orlando guardians, um, I thought you know, the Guardians so, played in Cleveland, bro. What the heck? Uh, for well, for any baseball. of our hey, for any of our Orlando Guardians um, fans out there, shout out to you guys. You're getting some airtime today. So, uh, <laughs> Terrell Buckley, uh, don't really know him. I I think he did actually play in the NFL, but yeah, former former NFL cornerback, uh, current head coach of of yeah your Orlando Guardians. They interview him, you know, just a sideline interview and. And they're asking him, you know, what's going on. And and he's basically, long story short, he says, uh, look at the scoreboard. This team, you know, we need 
we need better personnel. Uh, we need better players. Th- th- this team is just not – they're not executing. So basically saying the team sucks in, in a little bit le- – you know, a little bit better professional terms, it's saying the team sucks. They might be the Houston Texans of the uh, the XFL. Though, to be fair, I mean, the Texans didn't even have that number one pick. Talk about potential maniac decisions right here, man. Justin Fields and the Bears with that number one pick Chicago has. There's been some speculation that they might trade – fields in my opinion you'd have to be out of your mind to trade justin fields to try to take one of these quarterbacks what do you think yeah yeah we talked about this a little bit off air and and things like that i i man the more i sit on this the more i'm like you know if you think one of these guys is a lot better and you can get those two first round picks back i don't see why not per se um i trading fields for trading yeah yeah a little bit oh i'm a little bit uh like starting to, to come around on that because if I if I sit here and think about it, okay, he's a running quarterback. How how long do those guys last typically? I know he's a big boy. He's a, he's he's a big big dude, but I don't know, man. Like, can he can he stand in there and make the throws when needed? I'm not sure. I'm I I'd give him the benefit of the doubt. If I was running the Bears, I would give him the benefit of the doubt. He has no offensive line, trash offense. You might as well put five trash cans out there because that's, <laughs> that's the equivalent to those overpaid players. Every single one of them sucks. Uh, and then receiving-wise, who do they have? I couldn't tell you. I mean, I, they have one guy maybe? I, uh, I, I don't even know. I I, what, I can't remember the names of the Bears. That's what receivers. I mean. So he, he had to run for his life. I mean, we, we watched the Bears-Eagles game last year, and I remember like, him. I mean, he ran all over us, to be honest with you. It's too early to say he's like not the guy, in my opinion. But if you can trade him, get those two first round picks, and get a guy of his caliber, maybe you do it that way. That's who's the only way give, I see it. Who's going to give two first round picks for Justin that, Fields that don't already have a high enough draft position to get a quarterback in this draft, though? You know I what I mean? Like, Jets, I think the Jets would do it. Honestly, Je- <sighs> two first round picks, bro. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go talk about another maniac for multiple reasons right here. We're gonna go on a little tangent. I know I, h- I hate talking about this man on the air, Aaron Rodgers. You're you're telling me you think the Jets will give two first round picks for Justin Fields when they're talking about the same type price for Aaron Rodgers? Come on, man. Come on, well, seriously. See, but we don't know Aaron Rodgers. That guy has you know eight drugs flowing through his brain at one time. We don't know what he where he's gonna go or hey, what he's hey, gonna s- do. S- bro. Seven. Remember, caffeine is not a drug. <laughs> <laughs> no but like we don't no one knows what Aaron Rodgers wants to do like he's he's the same guy that locked himself in a house you know blacked out for four days where he wanted to trip trip and, and see things and, and hear voices and everything else like the Jets see my thing with Aaron Rodgers man is he's a two-year rental at best most likely right so if the Jets go in and and give him basically the keys to the team for two years and he comes out and chokes in the in the divisional round or in the AFC championship and then he's gone. Now you gave up two first round picks for a guy that did nothing for your friend. Oh, he made the playoffs. You know, give give the Jets a golf clap for that. Who cares? If I'm the Jets. <laughs> the golf clap. Remember, Zach Wilson, everybody's going to go play golf. That's what I told you. I've been saying well, that. Dude, this, this is a topic that fires me up because I'm like, man, if the Jets turn around and do this for Rodgers and then – the fan base is like, well, we we gave it our all. We went out and got one of the best quarterbacks of all time, dude. Forget the Aaron Rodgers is not a winner, man. Like, I'm sorry to say it. I don't know if it's breaking news to a lot of these people, but 
He how many times has he gone to the NFL or has he gone to the playoffs with the Packers and lost in the first round at home? And now you're telling me he's gonna have to go up against Mahomes, Burrow, or or uh, Allen every year for or the next two years, and that's if they can win. You know, I don't think they beat the maybe they edge out the Bills in the in the division, but dude, I, I'd rather I'd rather if I'm the Jets, maybe not see Derek Carr. That's a different argument, but. Let me go get a quarterback that's going to play for my team five, six, seven, eight years. Let me continue to build the team around him. Why am I, I rolling the dice on Aaron Rodgers? I don't have an offensive line. Once again, the, the, that's another team that has offensive line problems. So the Jets got to do something. They got to upgrade their quarterback position somehow. And and uh, Woody Johnson, their owner, said he's not afraid to, to roll the dice, spend the bag, whatever you got to do to get a good quarterback. I mean, maybe Fields would be a good a good fit in New York. You know, you do have a good point. They have young wide receivers. Fields is fast. You know, he needs to just get some more touch on his passes, which we saw with Jalen this year. Great definitely, defense, man. Definitely can happen. Obviously, that defense is top five, uh, hands down. In my mind, there's no questions to be asked about that. But two first-round picks, though, man, I, I, I think that's a little steep. I think that's. I, I definitely think it is too. But what do you what do you like? Okay, let me ask you this: If you're the Jets GM, what are you, are you going all in on Rodgers? Are you trying to get Carr? Like this window is closing. This defense isn't going to be this good forever, and you got to pay all these young kids eventually that you got it at the receiver position, and then you got Sauce Gardner. You, I mean, it's. Yeah, I think if it was me, I think I'd go for a proven, solid player in Carr. I understand the draw of Aaron Rodgers because you know he does have. I know you say he's not a winner. I mean, he has one Super Bowl. True, he's got ousted in the playoffs a lot, but I can see the draw of getting Aaron Rodgers. I don't know if he ultimately will end up there. I honestly think he'll probably end up staying put in Green Bay because that's just what he does. But I would probably go with Carr. Maybe throw out, you know, offer like a first in first round pick and like a third for Fields or something like that. But I don't know. I I don't know if if Fields is worth you know more than just a first round pick total i mean the bears are already talking about trading that number one pick because if they don't trade fields they don't need a quarterback you know they have holes on their roster and there's a lot of a lot of spots uh, a lot of positions that they could pick up a solid player with that first overall pick no doubt about but there's a few quarterback needy teams that that are going to want to slide up to to grab a quarterback but most of those guys already have you know picks early houston's number two the colts need a quarterback i think they're like number four um carolina doesn't doesn't pick terribly far down the line i mean maybe you look at a team like the panthers getting real real ballsy with it and you know going up and trading up do you think the bears trade that pick then if they keep fields i think they should yeah i think if you're the bears you trade back you recoup maybe like you recoup two picks for that one pick that would be my goal as a as a bears gm like let's address all the holes we possibly can get as many draft picks as we can i mean justin fields is only this is his second season and two different head coaches, if I'm not mistaken, in the, in these two years, like to, to give up on the kid already is, is a little bit jumping the gun in my opinion. I mean, that team would be even worse without him. I mean, I know his stats aren't that great, but you put a guy in a, I mean, you could have put, if you put Jalen hurts on the bears, how good is he going to look? I, I don't know. The team's got awful. Like, you know what I mean? So I mean, Fields did set a bunch of records for for rushing, uh, rushing records all over the place throughout the season. So I would give him another shot. I mean, next year is another very, I mean, most people think that it's even more loaded NFL draft as far as quarterbacks go. You got that that kid out of USC coming out, Caleb Williams. I mean, 
I, I can't imagine what he's going to command if someone's trying to trade for that first pick. Do you think he's uh, like a Trevor Lawrence type talent switching gears to Williams? Is he that much of a maniac that people are going to look at him as generational or is, or is he more of like, uh, I don't know, take your pick on, on a real solid first round, you know, number one overall pick. Is he more like a Jared Goff type? See, I didn't get to see him. I mean, I know he's Heisman trophy winner. I don't know, man. Show me, show me a good quarter or show me a, an NFL player that's come out of USC you know, that's not a bust. And, uh, and Reggie um, Bush. I, yeah. I mean, I, he was solid. I wouldn't say he's like, he, he was amazing in college though, man. He was like, he was like looking like the next, I don't know. I don't even know how to make a compare. Like he was so far and above better in college than he was ever in the NFL. In my opinion, like you go down the list, man, you got Matt liner, you got Matt Barkley, you got Mark Sanchez. I mean, Hey, there, Mr. Buck fumble. <laughs> There's a lot of bus right there. That's can you can you compare everybody that comes out of one school? No, but do I trust these USC quarterbacks? No, I don't. I trust them more than other guys. I mean, that list all started with with names that started with MA. You know, Caleb is nowhere near close. So I mean, you figure he he's gotta be better, right? <laughs> I I don't know, man. Like I I hope he is. Like I I, I think he, he can definitely sling in the in the the clips that I've watched, he can sling the rock around. I mean, he only had uh, five interceptions of 42 picks crazy crazy numbers but it's yet to be seen man like they play in a conference that's not that difficult in comparison to the sec and, and even the big 10 obviously usc coming over to the big 10 here but we'll see about caleb williams i think he's got to prove it a little bit more so the bears are not going to be maniacs they're not going to trade fields let's just talk about something that that blows my mind here you got a lot of owners that are just idiots slash maniacs Eric Bieniemy, and what is he thinking now? He goes from Kansas City winning the Super Bowl as the OC to taking on the OC position in Washington for for those com- commanders, the, the commies, the the Commodores. Um, not commies, sorry, the Commodores. <laughs> I know he said yeah. that had nothing to do with a potential job opening for a head coach, but I think that's bullshit. I think Riverboat Ron could be on his way out. Um, I know there's been a, a plethora of reasons why Bieniemy's not a head coach, but I think it's absolute, absolutely garbage that he's not. I mean, the guy has, what, two Super Bowls now? And yeah, he has the best quarterback in the planet, the unicorn, Patrick Mahomes. And I know they say he's sitting under Reed's shadow, but, I mean, Doug Peterson sat under Reed's shadow, Super Bowl-winning quarterback. Nick Sirianni sat under Reed's shower, or under Reed's, <laughs> under his shower. That would be weird. Under <laughs> that's, Reed's a, that's a big shadow, shadow too. That's yeah, a I was going to say, a lot of cheeseburgers make that shadow big. Shout out to Andy Reed. I love him. But anyway... Um, you know, Sirianni, and if it weren't for a guy named Jonathan Gannon, Sirianni would be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So <laughs> I, I think that he should be given a shot. I, I think it's absolute BS that he hasn't been. I, I would like to see him absolutely kill it in Washington, just not in the two games they play the Eagles and, and get a whole head coaching position because he has a, a sterling record of success. What do you think? Do you think he went down there to take the OC job to potentially get Riverboat Ron's job? Or did he just literally decide, hey, I just want to change the scenery? I think, I think he's trying to prove himself. Obviously, to be to be that head coach in this in this league, he uh, he looks like a maniac, man. I'm not gonna lie. That guy looks like he put up, puts up with absolutely zero bullshit. He looks like he would body slam somebody and not even think twice about it. He he's an intense guy, man. Eric Bieniemy is a head coach because of that demeanor in itself. I think he could be a leader of men. 
obviously football being a very gladiator sport, he just kind of has that whole like entourage with it. Like it's just, it goes together. Um, and, and riverboat Ron, man, like that boat got a massive hole in it. It's, it's sinking to the bottom of the, of the sea. He he's, he's about what the Titanic looked like, you know, at the end of the, of, of all that. So he's, Riverboat Ron, you gotta you gotta go somewhere else, man. I wish he'd kind of just retire and, and live a better life. The stress has gotta be getting to him. I think the enemy takes over in a year or two and and we'll see how that goes. I mean, Washington has has proven to be an inept franchise, but maybe with maybe with the enemy it, it, it changes and hopefully it doesn't for our sake, but I do like I do like the enemy as a coach. Yeah, I guess we'll see. The NFC East uh could be an interesting division next year. Want to talk a little bit more about the Eagles and and the players that they're going to potentially lose. Uh, who do you think they should sign? Who do you think they should keep? But I think we're going to save that for a Friday show. Uh, but who are we shouting out today, man? Any maniacs that we're shouting out today? Uh, a bunch, a bunch of those. Fourteen uh, no, <laughs> uh, twenty. Definitely check out all the variety of shows they do, baseball related, hockey related. And everything else, they're they're doing a great job, and and they'll make you laugh quite a few times throughout. Definitely check out Fan the Van, uh, very spirited uh, sports enthusiast himself, and as well as level of playing field. Who else you got for us there, uh, JD? Got we like sports podcast. That's sports with the Z. They write all kinds of articles, good fun reads. Their their podcast is also entertaining. So go check those guys out. Check us out on Twitter. We got two maniacs right here. Hopefully we haven't overused the word. Aaron said about a hundred times when I go back and edit, I'm going to probably count, but uh, yeah, check us out on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is brutally honest, except without the T brutally honest because Twitter won't give us the T. So hopefully you guys enjoyed the show. If you can, whether you're listening to this on Apple music, Spotify, wherever it might be, if you could rate us, share it with your friends, send us a DM on, on Twitter. Let us know any feedback. Let us know any content that you guys would like to hear because we love hearing from you guys we appreciate all y'all y'all be safe keep it maniacal maniacal you already know what it is